Welcome to the More Tea Vicar podcast with James Stevenson and Wayne Massey from BNA Church in Bristol. We are passionate about helping people to follow Jesus. And in today's podcast, we're going to have a look at what it means for us to be Christians now in this moment, six months into um, lockdown, social distancing, COVID-19, whatever terminology you put onto it. And also and uh, panning out and looking at um, uh, what God is doing within the bigger picture. So it's a bit of kind of spiritual GPSing, you would say, thinking about where we are now and how that fits into the bigger picture. So I'm going to start with you, Wayne, and ask you, um, what do you think is, is happening now? Um, and um, how <laughs> and how how is um, God calling his church to respond as we look at being six months in and, and six months of winter ahead? Good morning. Oh, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening, um, I thought spiritual GPSing. I thought I was going to become like a, a GP, um, <laughs> as opposed to um, uh, satellite navigation. And um, I think it's it's really interesting. There's the two things that have kind of got me thinking. One was an article I read um, where a psychologist was talking about how we are six months into this, and this is the point that that we we well, we recorded a podcast about this right at the start. The common grace, as as we would understand as Christians, runs out. Um, you know, we, we know we're beginning to get frustrated. Um, we're beginning to find things difficult. We're beginning to find changes um, that feel like they're sometimes daily, but definitely weekly in terms of what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to social distance and all that kind of thing. Frustrating. Um, we're beginning to see systems creaking. So um, we've just come out of isolation in this house because we had symptoms um, and we had to drive 100 miles for a test into an area which is in a local lockdown because of high coronavirus to get the test. You know, everything is just kind of... So, so the psychologist was basically saying that we're entering into the second six-month phase, which is actually harder than the first six-month phase because you're tired. There's, a, a, there's more doubt because now... Six months ago, there is an enemy to defeat, to use government language. And yeah. now, now there's doubt as to how, how, how strong is this enemy? What is the right way to tackle the enemy? Should we be Sweden? So there's doubt, there's fear, there's uncertainty, and all that's kind of rising. Um, and then the second thing that got me thinking was um, somebody who does our job, who I really rate, uh, a series of tweets in which he basically said, got to think about this. Say, so let's think about it like 18 months. First six months, head down, Go. Um, the next six months, he said, are actually going to be the hardest because um, lockdown is lockdown 2.0, whatever it's going to be, is going to be a bit like hokey cokey in and out. We don't quite know. It's yeah. going to be different. It's going to feel different in different parts of the, of the country and at different times. Um, and, and actually, we're heading into the next six month period, say up until Easter, when, when the weather is rubbish and it gets darker. And this for me was a real reminder that we haven't really changed as human beings. You know, the, the people who started mid-winter festivals to remind themselves that summer was coming and, and dragged trees into their houses and put candles on them to remind them that there was life, even though they didn't see life around them. We're still those people. And so, so we're pitching into, you know, it's a, um, it's a bit colder in the mornings. I'm now yeah. wearing a jumper and I'm thinking, oh, my word, will I be in lockdown in February? And okay, all so, that... so if, if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, wow, these guys know how to paint a positive picture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, what's the what's the hope? What what how how do we live distinctively as Christians as we as we head into the second six months? Well, so the world will say what we need to do is kind of knuckle down. Uh, we need to embrace rhythms, and with Christians we would agree that we need to probably embrace sort of simplicity. And as Christians we would agree that. But what the world will say is that we can get through this and we can beat the virus. And the answer is actually we can't beat nature. Nature is bigger than us, um, and, and we can't get, get through this. But the gospel says that with God, we can. 
And, and that's and that's the thing that we talked about when we first recorded the Common Grace podcast is at the point that culture, that Common Grace runs out, is the point where the church has yeah. the opportunity to step forward in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the love of God. And so you, you and I were talking earlier on and we were thinking about um, uh, Isaiah 40. You know, so we're not the people of Israel um, facing exile um, and 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 well and being punished uh for having turned away from god and again i'm going to go well but, but what, what what god says to a people um who are being punished and facing the consequences of turning from him comfort comfort my people speak tenderly proclaim to her her hard service has been completed her sin has been paid for um and a voice of the one calling in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord and actually it's this sense to kind of um step into the fact that god is here in the midst of all of this yeah. that comfort is here so we read all of this through the cross and the resurrection the glory of the lord has been revealed it's not it will be revealed has been revealed yeah. and is being revealed and so first of all we we as households need to step into a simple and um, repeatable pattern of trusting in god and receiving from him and then from there we need to let that overflow to those around us um so we talked about um compassionate uh, improvisation so in this next season um if the rule of six holes and you are you've got a household and there's two or three of you you've got space for three or four people to invite in how can you do that and how can you do that safely and um, if the rule of six doesn't hold indoors actually maybe we all need to go and buy um log um you know, fire, um, fire pits and, and lots of blankets. And, 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 and when there is a dry day, sit outside um, and connect with one another, because that's what we're going to need um, in the kind of darker, colder months. Um, if you're like us and they're five, but one of our bigger ones is out, oh, that means we can have two people in or whatever. It's just about thinking about who are the people who need to be swept up, need to be loved. And I don't, not just church people, but the people in your street, the people in your work, and how do you reach out to them? What can you do for them? Um, so, so it's that kind, and 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 that's kind of starts at the micro level in your household. But then, for us as a church, a little churches, as yes. little churches, what can we do that that shows the love of God and His compassion, and improvises as this season um, carries on, and all in His strength. We're not going to get through Indeed, this because He, it's He who gives strength. It's Him who gives strength, strength to the weary. Yes, yeah. right at the end of that. Fortieth um, chapter of Isaiah, um, and so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, "I don't have the strength, I am weary," um, now is the time to be waiting on the Lord and acknowledging before Him that you don't have that strength, that you feel weary, um, and He will, um, you know, because even even youths grow tired and weary, and and young men stumble and fail, as um, um, my version puts it. Um, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And, and so um, uh, we, we, we are to attend to him. We are to acknowledge where we are weak, where we're weary um, as we head into this second six months and ask for his renewing strength. And the two, um, I'm going to, if you listen to this before Sunday sermon, the, 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 um, there are two things that stop us um, coming to Jesus. Number one is doubt. Um, and it's very clear. I'm not going to tell you what the passage is, but it's very clear from the passage on Sunday that Jesus doesn't have a problem with doubt. You're not on this Sunday. It's me next Sunday. You're oh, I'm, I'm, wow. Two Sundays, two Sundays. I'm so ahead of the game. <laughs> anyway, doubt stops us coming. <laughs> doubt stops us coming to Jesus in two Sundays, every Sunday. Um, doubt stops us coming to Jesus, but when we come with him with our doubts, um, he, 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 um, he lovingly points out, that actually our doubts are founded. The other thing, which is the worst one, is pride. 
stops us coming to Jesus. Um, and, and actually, he's quite clear that, that pride will stop us receiving from him. Doubt doesn't, but pride will because we need to come to him. And so actually, I need in this season as I head into fear, uncertainty, doubt and darkness, um, bring my doubts to Jesus and lay my pride at his feet. And the points which I think I cannot do life, I need to come to him. Um, yeah. and receive from him and um, so that's that kind of short so this next six months we need to be real and honest it's not going to be easy but actually with God all things are possible and he wants you to thrive um, and he wants you to improvise in a compassionate way but what let's spin this a bit bigger if we're sitting here in 12 months 24 months time what do we think God's doing with the church so this comes from, in the church i don't mean bna i mean the church <laughs> so this comes from a conversation you and i were having on monday morning when we sat down over coffee uh, and we weren't wearing face masks whilst we were drinking it because that would have got messy um uh, but i i asked you the question what are the assumptions that we're making about what god is doing in the midst of this um that we've not communicated and so what we're sharing now comes almost out of our, our awareness of our, our failure and um, to communicate what what we have assumed to be the case and I think what we 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 landed on after about 20 minutes or so was just an acknowledgement that we we see that God is radically reshaping his church through COVID-19 in the west he's radically reshaping his church through COVID-19 in the west and, and a recognition that a lot of the stuff that we've read in the scriptures and we've talked about um, has been at odds with our experience of of church and that church has been struggling with essentially the end of christendom and the shift into being more missionary in its outlook and, and so this um uh, the 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 um, extraordinary events of, of parish churches in this country being shut for the first time in their 1400 year history um, uh, has brought about the beginnings of an enormous change that God wants to perform um, through these years. So I think there's an assumption that, that we've made that God is, is using the affliction of COVID-19 to reshape his church. I think within that, what we have tried to practice, but we've not communicated, never had that problem before, um, is um, on the one hand, listening to God and listening to what he's saying through this. But then on, on the other hand, recognising that, um, uh, that, that God is using the legislation to reshape the church. So I think what, what we said was, you know, whilst we might um, not trust um, uh, Trump and Johnson with our, our savings um, uh, they're, they're not um, they're not Nero characters Emperor Nero was one who, who brutally persecuted the early church in the first century um, you know the, uh, uh, you would probably look at um, uh, the, the North Korean dynasty and 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 the, the the Chinese government as as perhaps the closest we have as, as contemporary examples of that kind of Nero-esque leadership towards the church. Uh, I, um, we said that um, uh, Trump and Johnson resemble more kind of ancient Near Eastern leaders around the time of the exile, you know, um, people who, who 
couldn't perhaps be trusted at close quarters, but God can still use um, to bring about his purposes. And, and I think whilst we might want to question the decisions that are being made and their timing, we, we have a sense that God is using those decisions to shape us. So we've already named the the um the opportunity for us to do compassionate improvisation within the rule of six and i think there's something there around um social intimacy um that god is is using at this time to to reshape us as a church and um, what's it like for us to learn to pray together as um as two households or as um as as um, smaller numbers of people uh, where before it was how do we learn to encounter God in our homes and I don't know what it will be next um, but I, I think we have a level of confidence that God at, um, in this time is working through the legislation um, to, to help shape us so even even singing we can't sing in church that's a, that's an enormous loss it's a huge challenge to us um, who, who love to sing his praises but actually is God saying something along the lines of you know when you spread your hands in prayer I, I, I'm not listening Isaiah 1 or, or um, Amos 5 you know I, I despise your new moon festivals and um, actually I, I want justice I, I want righteousness um, yeah. and so there are all of these questions that emerge out of the legislation that we we need to both listen to him and 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 watch what's going on within the legislation and the singing one is really interesting because we can sing in our homes yeah and actually I wonder how many of us you know like you know like need a choir need a band uh, need whatever and actually we can sing in our homes so so we haven't been banned from singing we've just somehow strangely been banned from singing yes when there's 30 of us so 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 there's there's this aspect of that's part of leaning into the legislation being more imaginative in in other places well this is where i'm, I'm now going to improvise because no, normally we do talk about some of the stuff that we're going to say before we get onto these podcasts but I, i'm now going to improvise in, in the sense that um uh, god is is present and there are times when he is absent within his presence so here's a paradox um, that, that actually um, w- within the scriptures and within Christian tradition, we have an understanding that, that within the new covenant, um, Jesus is present in Christians through his Holy Spirit. And that when we gather together in, in, as two or three or more, he is present amongst us. But there is a sense that within his presence, sometimes he can beckon us through a seeming absence towards a different encounter with him and that actually the journey of repentance that comes often in the context of affliction is a journey that leads us towards asking the question where are you lord and that's not a lack of faith in his presence in us physically or a lack of belief that he is present amongst us when we gather but that he is doing something different that beckons us to seek him and to seek aspects of his character that perhaps we've ignored and, and so in this time I, I think that that the 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 paradox that we can or the, the dichotomy that we can sing in our own homes but we can't sing when we come together provokes a question as to what lord are you saying to us so we don't just sit there and go oh we can't sing this is awful and moan what was we say lord what are you doing as we come together and we can't sing and 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 where where are you hiding um, where, what, what are you what are you wanting to show to us that we can't see so you know I don't doubt that my my wife um, is married to me I don't doubt that um, when we're in the same house she is there but if she's in a different room and I want to talk to her 
Um, I, I try not to shout across the house. <laughs> I, I try to go to see her to, to, to talk to her. And, and, and it's a similar thing um, for us as Christians in these moments. Proverbs 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. So in these moments where God seems sometimes seems harder to hear, oh, his presence seems removed in a way that it wasn't before. Um, it can it, it's not it can be as a direct consequence of um, our sin and our rebellion, which actually this side of eternity can be ongoing, but also can be, as you said, he might have gone to another room that he wants us to join us in. Um, and uh, two pastors who are really rate uh, in terms of their ministry. One said, when my children were two and three, the Easter egg hunt involved me putting the eggs on the table and going, where are the Easter eggs? And, and when they were 10, it involved me hiding them around the garden. Yeah. And actually, the further we go on in faith, we do find that God kind of hides stuff for us, uh, not because, because he wants us to discover more of him and to pursue him. And then the other pastor said, when I first became a Christian, I, I learned very quickly that God speaks with a whisper. <laughs> and now 30 years on, I realize he speaks with a whir, yeah. which is yeah. the, the first two letters of whisper, i.e. even quieter. And he said, and it's not because he's hard to hear, it's because he wants more of me. And, and so some, so some and, and I think that's what's what you've just basically said, that in this season, the Lord says, I want more of my church. I'm not it's not so much I'm punishing you. I want more of you. I've gone to another room where things are so much better. Would yeah. you join me there? And that's the question is we can stay stomping our feet and trying to sing in the other in the dining room when he's in the living room. And, uh, you know, with the PlayStation on going, come here, I want to play with this. Uh, and so 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 it's about pursuing him. Um, and actually, I think in this next six months, pursuing him in the darkness where the light shines even brighter. Thanks, Wayne. So this has been Morty Vicker with James Stevenson and Wayne Massey from B&A Church in Bristol. Um, we, we hope that today's podcast has helped you to think about what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, a particular encouragement today to think about what it means to live with God. There are resources on our website, babristol.org forward slash live, um, to help you. Um, but there are many more resources beyond that that can help us to understand what it is that God is doing in this moment and how we can respond. And our hope in this season is that we will understand that, but we will also run and not grow weary. Thank you for listening.